Hello and welcome to another session of Gospel Unplugged, the place where Mount Olivet Lutheran Church preachers discuss what's coming up in the worship on Sunday and what we'll be preaching about and learning about in worship. Uh, I'm Pastor Charlie Rudd and I am joined by... Pastor Ben Cieslick. Good to be with you, Cease. Always. And uh, today, or this coming Sunday, we are going to focus on the hymn, Be Thou My Vision. And we are in this sermon series through the summer, singing the faith, looking at the like the greatest hits of yep. the hymnal, kind of, in some terms. And we noted that Be Thou My Vision is kind of like, I don't know, there's, there's, uh, there's almost not a Christian that hasn't heard it. No, I mean, it, it kind of transcends denominations. It transcends uh, musical styles. You, yeah. You could hear it on the organ. You could hear it uh, led by a praise band. For sure. You hear it up a camp. Here up at camp, yeah, uh, it'd be very appropriate in an Irish pub, absolutely, especially with this tune, which yes. we might talk about Irish traditional, correct. Um, and then the uh, biblical verse that we've paired, or that's paired with that, at least for this Sunday, comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter three, verses seven through fourteen. So I'll read that quick. We'll talk a little bit about that and then go into the hymn. Sounds good. Here's the uh, Philippians. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as a loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as a loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Pretty uh, special verses there from Paul. He gets pretty, I don't know, he gets pretty down in it, mm -hmm. I would say, you know? Into the heart of things. There, there, there's kind of a strong emotional quality. Right, I, I yeah. think you, you see Paul wrestling um, with some big themes that he wrestles with throughout his letters of, of righteousness and justification yeah. of uh, what the purpose and function of the law is and what he's received from Christ Jesus. Yeah. Um, I love, he's always willing to just sort of sneak in there just how, how well he's followed the law. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, he's that, not that above, if that yeah, mattered, right. I was pretty good at it, <laughs> I was pretty good but at it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, That's true. So he the, does have that knack. There's yeah. a little subtlety there, yeah. but, but there is this like profound aspirational uh, yeah. tone to this of like uh, hoping and yearning and, and pushing mm -hmm. forward and, and knowing that something has happened to, to him yeah. uh, in, in his encounter with Christ, but he's yet to receive the full fruits of all of that. And I'm always reminded also that as he's writing Philippians, it's kind of from a place of suffering, we think, and pretty are certain that he was in jail right. when he wrote this to the Philippians. And um, so there's this aspect of 
the press on isn't so much this triumphalistic kind of pressing on. No. It's it's a bearing with the reality that we have continually grounded in the righteousness that's already been given in Christ and let that inform and inspire our life now to continue that um, journey, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, that, that there's something about that he has, um, he knows that Christ has suffered. Yeah, um, right. And, and that Christ meets him in his own present sufferings. There you go. Yeah. Um, that there's a lovely promise there for, for Paul. So, and, and yet a, a hope for, for something more. Yeah, indeed. Something different. Indeed. So uh, to the hymn, uh, you want to read the second uh Verse, you were, you're going to focus on the second verse. Yeah, I, I think, think so. This, I, you know, this I love hymn. this hymn, as you, as you mentioned. It's one that uh, Be thou my vision. hangs out all, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, it's one I've sung in so many different contexts. Uh, but there's something about the, the second verse that I find compelling. It's prayerful and mm-hmm. aspirational. Um, Be thou my wisdom and thou my true word. I ever with thee and thou with me, Lord. Thou my soul shelter, and thou my high tower. Raise thou me heavenward, O power of my power. And again, I think that there's a sense of some of those um, strong metaphors, strong words, but it's not triumphal. Yeah. In in the sense of it's God's presence with us throughout life. Yeah, Um, yeah. that, That God's wisdom doesn't necessarily match the wisdom of of this world. Love it. Um, I like that aspect too. The the power of my power. That that anything that any kind of power that we might wield in this life is only because it's been gifted. Yeah. You know, and and to acknowledge that in a humble way, and then that being put to use, you know, for the sake of of faith, for the sake of righteousness, for the sake of love for one another, and and the world God made and such. Yeah. Uh, so there's that that humble acknowledgement of that. And I think kind of, you know, as, as you think about the tune and, and how, how, it, how it's sung, it, mm. it sort of matches that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're singing uh, these beautiful, strong, powerful words, but the, the I, I don't know, the, I find the tune to be kind of contemplative or reflective. Yeah. Or, um, Almost melancholy. Well, you know, you think about, you know, Irish traditional music, and this definitely has that nature to it. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da. And uh, I've had the privilege of being in Ireland. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of the country is not all that majestic or triumphalistic. Sure. You know, it's kind of green and rainy and cloudy and such. Of course, there are the coastlines that bring its own nature and cliffs and things like sure. that. But it's really rugged, you know. you got to press on through a lot, I, I imagine, if yeah, you're there. Yeah, endure. Yeah, right. So uh, there's something about that that it does fit. No wonder it's become a... Uh, a well-loved hymn. Well, and it, it, speaking of enduring, it you know it's a text from the eighth century. There you so go. So it's been around yeah. a long time, and I, I think part of well, its longevity is that um, it's at the end of the day what we all hope for, or, yeah. or yearn for, or or pray for to have those encounters of uh, of God uh, in our daily life, and or that sense of God's presence yeah. through all of it with us and and to maybe even begin to to see a little bit of this world as god sees it there you go be thou my vision right um you got any questions for us or well i I think you know given what we just talked about that this has had such a long shelf life and that so many traditions use it i'd invite you folks to think about what in this hymn 
speaks to you? Uh, how, how does it give you life and hope and, and meaning uh, when you sing it? Yeah. How does it strike a chord, if you will? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were talking earlier, I, the question that we kind of discussed is, um, this text in, invite it's this prayer for, for God and Christ to actually be our eyes yeah. in the world or to see in the way that Christ does mm-hmm. in the world. And, and there's something about that. Even just saying those words, words help me see as you do, Jesus. Yeah. Already in my mind, something kind of switches or like tunes in to think, okay, how would Jesus see others, the world? How would God look out on the situation and circumstances we're in? And so the question is, you know, how would seeing as Jesus sees invite us to show up differently yeah. or to have new perspective on things? Yeah. And Yeah, and maybe if you don't, know how to answer that. Maybe just pray that Oh, for a week. There you go. Uh, help me see as you do. Or you see could, what happens. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> or you could come to church on Sunday and pray it with everybody to the tune. Yeah, we'll, we'll pray it through song and we'll, we'll yeah. hear a little bit more about it. It'll be fun. Love it. Well, hope you show up. And if not, uh, maybe it gets stuck in your head as you hear the outro here. Uh, until next time, peace be with you.